Hello there, top teachers. It's me again, Michelle, with another disclaimer. <laughs> I apologize. This is going to be the last one, though. I got a new computer, and when Bridget and I batched this month of podcast episodes, I completely forgot to switch over my microphone. So you're going to hear Bridget's beautiful, crystal clear voice, and then you're going to hear mine, and it's going to sound awful in comparison, but we really appreciate your flexibility and you just dealing with the tech issues that apparently we still have 100 episodes in. <laughs> but we truly hope you are going to love this episode because we had an absolute blast recording it. So without further ado, here is our 100th episode. Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. And guess what? You've now heard us say that 100 times because Woo! it is our 100th episode. Oh my goodness. Like, I feel very accomplished. <laughs> Seriously, I cannot believe we've done 100 of these episodes. Okay, well, we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. It's going to be very chatty, so grab yourself a beverage of choice. Uh, but Bridget, do you want to share a TSH first? Yeah, let's go ahead and start off with a TSH from Allison. So Allison says, in all transparency, this isn't a TSH. This is a TTW, total teacher win. <laughs> I <love laughs> Allison, that. I love that you came up with that. So first TTW, because of you guys, my inbox has zero unread new messages. That's a first. Woo! I do have some red emails that I need to go through and that will be done and finalized this week. My goal is to have a complete zero inbox for both red and unread messages from now on. Second, TTW. I mean, it just keeps getting better here. <laughs> I've been using labels in my Gmail for the last year or so, but I've reorganized them and now they are more functional than ever before. And final TTW for now, we are using a new math series and rather than creating a binder for each unit, I'm actually organizing all the things digitally. <laughs> I have been teaching for 26 years, you guys, and I'm finally going to not be using binders for my math units. Yeehaw. Was that a yeehaw? <laughs> yeehaw, yeehaw, girl. I love it. <laughs> Thank you both so much for all of your help. I have followed you for years, and I mean years, and I freaking love <laughs> your podcast and videos. And basically, you guys, Bridget, even though I'm not teaching literacy, I still love watching you. Oh my gosh, you're Aww. so sweet. I hope you have a wonderful summer with your boys, and I include your husband in that. Michelle, I wish you and Billy the best on your new adventure. I'm so excited for both of you, and I'm wicked jealous of the delicious milkshakes that you keep showing. <laughs> up on IG. They're so good. So until next time, be tranquil and find peace over a crazy year. Be overjoyed and that it's summer and we can relax, relax and be positive that next year you will not be the hell, be, uh, oh, that next year will not be the hell that this past year was. Thank you guys. Hugs and Allison. I was getting emotional. I know. <laughs> I think that's so one sweet. of the nicest TSHs or TTWs uh, that we've ever had. So thank you, Allison. We appreciate you writing in and sharing your wins. So 
We are going to spend this episode just kind of reflecting on how we got to this point, like where we started and then where we're at now. Uh, but let's start with some funny stories, shall I we, mean, Bridget? Listen, I feel like the funniest one so far was last episode and currently right now. Michelle's like trying to balance herself because now she has like a bar. You notice <laughs> that? And she's trying to use the bar so that the sun is not reflecting in her eyes at the moment. Okay, if you did not listen to our last episode, because again, Bridget and I batch episodes. We typically do four to five episodes at a time. In the last episode, the sun, because it's like getting stronger as the morning goes on, was coming in the window right into my eyes. And this is my first time podcast recording in this setup, which we'll come back to that. But... I'm right where the sun is. And yes, Bridget, my window has like a separator in between the two sides going <laughs> vertical. And I I am. I am trying to like balance so it's blocking the sun. And I can't believe you caught on to that. Yeah. So she's like got one eye open. <laughs> one close. To Listen. want to read the show notes. <laughs> I am making this work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm but, dying over here. I really am couple of other funny stories. So, Bridget, do you remember the first time we sat down to actually record an episode, which in hindsight, we knew nothing. Like, we really, we knew yeah. nothing. Yeah. But we, we were like, how hard can it be? Yeah. We were like, we sh- we do videos. Like, how hard can, like, just recording audio be? And so Michelle and I were so excited because for the first time, we didn't have to be fully, like presentable yeah. <laughs> I think we looked a hot mess let's just be oh, honest because yeah. we were so stoked about being in our comfy clothes with our hair nasty <laughs> it's just it was <laughs> great but Michelle before moving living in Texas lived in Maryland and it was about like an hour and 15 hour and a half yeah. drive from yeah. where I live in Pennsylvania because I live like central south central PA and so she would come and basically stay at my house. And I loved it because it was like, you know, having your best friend over, sleeping over. It was just like perfect. And so she would come and she would stay. And we set up all of our podcast equipment in the office that we kind of created upstairs. And we were going to like do our thing. Guys, it was like one of those moments where like SpongeBob, you're like watching it and it goes three hours later. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Well, from my memory, we had Trent sit in to kind of listen to us to get like feedback. And I I just remember we would record like, let's say five minutes of the first episode. And then he would listen to it. And he's just like, this is awful. He's like, you all sound like robots. Like it was so unnatural. And I think it's similar to YouTube where it takes time to get used to it and to be able to let your personality come out. But the first episode, we're like, Welcome to Teaching on the Top. I'm Michelle, Michelle Emerson. I wish we could do like a reaction to uh, our first ever episode. Well, yeah, I don't even know if we still have that file. I wish we did. But keep in mind, the first episode you all actually listened to, that was like our 10th take of that episode. <laughs> Guys, I think it was like one in the morning. I was delirious 
by the time we were getting through it because we told ourselves oh let's just record one I think it was like eight or nine o'clock at night Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. and it was like let's go ahead and start recording so we had had dinner we came up here got everything set up we sat down to record (laughs) and like it was one o'clock in the morning before we got that first one done it was like oh my gosh is this how every podcast episode is gonna be (laughs) yeah I was gonna say we started panicking because we're like if it takes four hours to record one episode like this is not sustainable. No, no, not oh at all. Oh my gosh. But thankfully it did get better. And what's interesting, because let's kind of talk about this. You mentioned how I would go to your house. Yeah. And so we used to sit at the same table and we were kind of facing each other and, and it made the interaction a lot easier to try to like, I could tell when she had something to say, she could tell when I had something to say. Right. But then fast forward three months later, COVID hits And we suddenly have to figure out how to record everything virtually, which we use Skype, okay? So Bridget and I are on a Skype call, but that took some adjustment. And I remember one of the first times we recorded on Skype, it was this like constant, we were literally having to raise our hands to like signal to the other person like, hey, I have something to say. Yeah, and and it's really hard because I mean, all the teachers out there that have Zoomed like this past year know that like the lag, the time in between Mm -hmm. just waiting for somebody, it, it, it helps to create a very unnatural environment when you're trying to podcast record. So we made it work, though. And one of the first times we had to do it virtually through Skype, it was kind of this game of figuring out, oh, we need a strong internet connection. And I realized I was originally going to record in my basement. And then my internet connection was not strong enough in the basement. So I had to like carry all of my stuff. And I literally had to sit right next to my router to be able to record. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. We've had multiple times where our internet starting off, like our internet was like not working. It made for like a very like... It was hard because I do remember there were some occasions where I felt very tense, like after some of those situations. And it was like, okay, now I got to put on like a happy, smiley voice and try to like record. But you're so tense because you got equipment that's failing. You've got like internet that's not working. It was just, we've had our moments. Yeah. I'm going to throw you under the bus for this next story. Just just a little bit. It's a little bus. It's a little bus. A little one. (laughs) A little one. A little. Okay. So right before, I'm trying to remember. Was it, it was in same? January. Okay. Or okay. Was it December or January? It was one of those. I can't remember. I, December I can't or January. Either. Uh, but it was one of the times I went to Bridget's to be able to record podcast episodes. And we realized we need like pictures together. We need pictures for our website. We need pictures to be able to post on Instagram. So let's do like a photo shoot. We'll like change outfits a couple times, get some good pictures. Hey, hey, Bridget, how did those pictures turn out? I mean, like, which ones are you talking about? Because, like, I have some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, would you like to explain why? (laughs) So what happened was, is (laughs) basically, uh, we lost an SD card filled with, like, all of these great images that we had taken at this gorgeous little place. And it was, like, at a coffee shop. Like, we had found, like, these different locations to be able to go to. Yeah, we we, we don't have none of those pictures. We can't um, find them. I can we, we literally have no idea. Who we is? Can we clarify that? My husband. It's all his fault. Okay, okay. I just, you say we, and it sounds like, it sounds like, like, you and I. 
no, but no, I, my okay. husband, Trent. It's all Trent's fault. I didn't do anything. This is not my fault. You are not throwing me out of the. You're throwing Trent. No, under no, the no. Bus. That's true. That is true. Um, but to this day, still have no idea where that SD no card idea. is. Whoever so. picked up that SD card, <laughs> they've got pictures filled of you and I. <laughs> They're gonna like start their own websites and be like teaching on the triple, and they're gonna like have their own. <laughs> oh, oh boy! That's great. I love it. Um, okay, one more funny story. Going back to the whole tech issues. So we mentioned that I have a new podcast set up, and I'm now like facing a window, which I'm realizing is not the best option, at least until we get roller shades. Uh, the reason I had to get a new setup is because my laptop, which is about Guys, it's old. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> Excuse you. It's only like seven years old. Billy's was like 10 years old. So mine wow. was young in comparison to his. But anyway, my laptop did not like the podcast equipment. So when you podcast record, you have a microphone and that plugs into what's called an interface. It's just like a little rectangular box that basically receives the audio. And then that interface plugs into your computer. So that interface did not mesh well with my laptop. And I know that it was my laptop because I would plug the interface into other computers and had no problem. It was just my laptop. Yeah. Uh, but Bridget, I will let you explain I'm gonna from your describe point of view. The sound. Yeah, I'm going to describe. So basically what would be happening is like Michelle would be talking and then she would like on my end sound like this. And it would just keep going. And I'm like, oh, do I pick up? Do I like, do I stop? Do I stop recording? Do I, what do I do? <laughs> so then we're like frantically texting. You could see how she's like, just keep going. Like she'll tell me because sometimes I'll hear it as I'm like talking and I'm doing my part of our, of our podcast. And it would just like start randomly. And she wouldn't even be talking. But for some reason, like I would hear something something of hers like on her end and she would just kind of give me like a little like circle of just kind of keep going keep going and find a stopping point so I'm just sitting here listening to Michelle go and I'm trying my best to like finish recording my piece so that I can have a good stopping point that was always really interesting there were times I think that would end up happening to us what like three or four times in a recording it was nuts. And it's important to note that it would happen very randomly. So we would start recording an episode. It would be going great. And then all of a sudden, basically the interface would like disconnect from my computer. And as Bridget described, it would pick up on whatever the last thing was that I said. And it would take that like half second audio clip and just replay it over and over and over again. And... I, on my end, would basically lose sound. Like, so I could not hear what Bridget was saying. So I would see her <laughs> mouth moving. She's talking. And yeah, I would just kind of be like, keep going. And I would have to like unplug it, plug it back in, wait about 30 seconds yeah. to a minute, and then it would reconnect and it would all be back to normal. But we even tried ordering another interface because we thought maybe my interface had problems. Yeah. And the new one did the exact same thing. So we ended up returning it and we realized the problem it was, was my your laptop. dinosaur of a laptop. <laughs> That's what it was. So I did recently end up getting myself like an iMac to be able to have in my room so that I can use it for podcast recording. And it's nice to have for like work stuff as well. But um, that was a whole adventure. And yeah. I remember always having to piece together those episodes because 
for those of you that don't know, Bridget and I kind of have different responsibilities. So we record together. I then edit the episodes and like save them as the final audio file. And Bridget is the one that actually like uploads them and writes the description. And I remember like editing those episodes and it was like, oh dear, like what am I going to do with this? (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Do you want to jump into some questions? Yeah. So basically what we've done is kind of on this like hundredth episode, um, we just came up with, I think there's five questions. There's five questions that I just we want to reflect on and just kind of share our thinking, our reflections, our feelings of just this entire journey from episode one to episode uh, 100. And so um, we have, like I said, our questions, we're just going to, we're going to jump into like the first part. I'm kind of looking and I'm, so I'm stumbling on my words because do we have a part that kind of talks about like why we started We don't, but I know we did discuss that in our, like, one-year episode. Okay, okay. So we will just link that episode and, like, tell people to go listen to that. Because I know we talk about, like, kind of the origins of Teaching to the Top. Yeah, and it's a really interesting story, too. So I definitely would go and, and check that out. Because I think, like, the way Michelle and I kind of met and how we started teaching on the double, like, it was just all a... It all just kind of fell in our laps. Like, it was weird, right? Yeah, and I know we'll kind of get to this because one of the questions is about, like, how we're different. And it's one of those things where looking back, I'm like, thank goodness we took that chance and started it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's jump into the first question that we actually wrote out, which is, what has been your favorite episode so far? Okay. If you say mine, I'm going to be really upset. Well, I kind (laughs) of want to name, like, a couple. I'm going to cheat a little bit. So I'm going to name, like, three favorite episodes. One that comes to mind was the episode all all about the balls, uh, where we talked about like how to establish balance or maybe it was the reality. The of reality balance. of yeah. establishing balance. That's episode 45 for those of you. Oh, good job. To know. Yeah, you I have a research. <laughs> so the reason I really like that episode is we discussed this analogy about glass and plastic balls. You have to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it's one of those things where it just it made so much sense. And it's something I constantly find myself like reminded of. And it just really, really helped me. So that's one. Another one that I would highlight would be last like December, we had all of these episodes related to just kind of like the holidays. And I felt like it was just a lot of fun. Like we talked about how we spend like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We talked about like gifts for teachers. And I don't know, I just love like holiday type episodes like that. So that was a lot of fun. And then also, you know, which one I really liked the home edit where we like each watched it separately and then discussed it. I thought that was a really good episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely think some of those more chatty um, episodes are tend to be my favorite yeah. um, because I am just a random chatty person and I just it's kind of my flow and I like listening to it and plus I like the dynamic the dynamic that you and I have together yeah. um, but if I'm thinking about some of my favorites I would definitely say uh, episode 45 the reality of establishing balance is going to be my number one favorite because it really did just kind of completely change how you looked at balance and it just makes everything make sense. Mm-hmm. If that, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, it did. Like everything just kind of started clicking at that point. Yeah. 
Another one that I really like um, are going to be like the ones where we talk about like our uh, honest opinions. Anytime we give our true thoughts, our honest opinions, those are going to be chatty ones. So for an example, uh, episode 40 was our honest thoughts on teaching in a pandemic. I Mm -hmm. like those because I think we're really vulnerable in those moments. And we really do kind of share like, you know, we don't have our lives together as much as so many people want to think that we do all the things and that we are, you know, we have it all. We don't. (laughs) And I think those episodes are so nice because it does kind of let people into the reality of what's kind of happening behind the scenes when we're not sharing like the picture perfect moments. Yeah, I agree with that. I recently have been loving the podcast called couple things it's by sean johnson who was in the olympics for gymnastics and then her husband andrew east and they talk about all things relationships and couples and they have episodes where they interview people and then also solo episodes and i really like when they kind of open up about like here's the stuff we fight about and here's how our relationship isn't perfect and here's what we're working on and so i would agree i think when we do that hopefully everyone listening is able to kind of relate to that and go okay like it's not just me and like you said people think we have it all together and like we definitely don't yeah (laughs) so i do like when we're able to kind of show that within our episodes yeah i'm gonna mention two more and then i'm done i promise okay so um to kind of follow up on episode 45 which is the reality of established like establishing balance is that Mm -hmm. how it is um episode 89 where we talk about like does balance really exist i Mm -hmm. really really enjoyed that one i i loved it because we talk about it being on this like sliding scale but we also talk a lot about just transitioning between seasons in life and how it's going to be bumpy and it's going to be hard and i think like have you ever had those moments michelle like where you have to go to the doctor and you have to get a shot i don't know how much you like shots or whatever but I personally don't like them. I don't like when I have to go get blood taken and I have to get it every six months because of my Hashimoto's. So like every time I do it, it's like I make it the worst that it could possibly be. I think of like all the pain and everything that I might experience. And so that when I get there, it's not as bad. Do you know what I mean? And I I feel like, so I feel like in that episode, it's like for me, I know now that when we transition seasons in life, so like if I'm going from a summer time and then I have to go back to work to being a teacher, that's transitioning between a season, not like an actual physical season, like summer, spring, fall, just like big changes in your life. Mm -hmm. But I know that when that happens, it's going to be hard. So I work it up so much in my mind that when it does get there, I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Yeah, that makes sense. So... I really enjoyed that episode. Um, And then one that we've recently done that I feel like we've gotten so much feedback about is going to be our teacher burnout journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be episode 93. So episode 93, I think we go into teacher burnout. And it's, again, one of those episodes. It's very chatty. We talk a lot about, you know, our personal experiences. We share things that maybe a lot of you didn't realize was kind of happening happening on kind of our end. Um, But it's a really good one because I think it just, I don't know, whenever we share more about ourselves, I think people really enjoy that. And I personally really enjoy that, too. And that's hard for me. Yeah. I was going to bring that episode up, too, because 
that is one where we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on. And I remember when we came up with that, we were like, we just felt the need to kind of talk about burnout more. And so we're like, let's just do a whole month of episodes on it. I don't think we were expecting to get as much positive feedback as we did, which again, it's kind of that reassurance of like, okay, it's not just us. Like other people are experiencing this too. Um, I'm going to ask you the next question so that you can answer first this time. How are you different 100 episodes later? Wow. Um, I think it's been really interesting just this time that we've had together in talking about organization productivity and time management. It's like all the things that I really, really have enjoyed. I've always been a really big, big fan of just like all of the organizing things, all of, you know, wanting to be my most productive self because I do put so much on my plate that it's like I try to do it all. And so it's that concept of, well, how do we go about doing it all? And I think productivity is a big factor in that. But some of the things that I feel like I've just personally changed with is I've changed from this idea of one, having to do it all. I mm-hmm. now really understand and know that it is okay for me to say no and I don't have to do it all. Um, and I can kind of relax a little bit. I think I texted you last night and I said, I told Michelle guys, I said, I feel like I haven't done anything today. I literally wrote an intro that talked, took me like 15 to 20 minutes. And then I was like, I finished a Capella course that took me two hours. I was like feeling super unproductive. And it was basically because I sat down and I watched the entire season of you that came out on Friday. We haven't started it yet, but we saw that it was posted. (laughs) Yeah. So I basically watched that all day yesterday. And it just, it's very interesting because I think those moments always leave me very drained and very sluggish and unproductive. And so that's kind of why I texted you that is because I felt like all I did was just lay down and watch that season. Yeah. So I think that has been a really big one is knowing that I don't have to do it all. But I also think um, batching has been a real big savior in my life Um, because I struggled with batching in the very beginning. I knew the importance of it. And I think my batching looked very different to what my batching is now. Like, so we did an episode on lesson planning and we talk about in order to lesson plan, you have to batch every single kind of day. So like on Mondays, you might do your morning meeting on Tuesdays, you might plan your ELA on Wednesdays, you might plan your math for the entire next week. Well, now I'm planning months in advance versus um, this idea of me lesson planning every single week. And I cannot tell you how much it's completely changed me as a teacher. Um, and just as a mom and a wife and all the things, I, I feel so much less stressed with that. And it took me so much time because Michelle will tell you, like, I kind of fought it a little bit. Like I struggled. I struggled to being focused for an extended period of time on a single task. And now like I batch our show notes, we batch our podcasts, I batch my lesson plans. You know, I batch all sorts of things now and it has been so amazing. Yeah, I feel like I have a very similar kind of reflection. I know for me, it's like I know the the habits that I need to have in order to be productive with the batching and using a power list and having a plan and having a schedule and routines and all of the things. <laughs> but the reality is I don't always stick to it, right? Like I'm human, I'm imperfect, and I will be really on point for a week. And then the next week, 
I'm like, oh, I haven't made my power list. No wonder I'm not being productive. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like doing these episodes is always a good reminder to myself of the things that work and why they work and how they can make my life easier. And I think we all need those reminders. And so when I have those times where I'm like, oh, like I'm, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm able to kind of step back and think about all those things we've talked about on the podcast episodes and kind of identify, well, why am I feeling this way and what can I do to help it? So I know for me, that's been very beneficial. And similar to what you said, Bridget, about just kind of reflecting on like, okay, I can't do all of the things, but I feel like I've also transitioned to, I'm okay with work and teaching and our business not being my entire focus because for so many years, that's all I focused on. And I'm in a different season of life now where I'm realizing like there's more to life than just work and there's more to life than just accomplishing things and feeling quote unquote successful, which for me, that feeling of success has always been rooted in work and my accomplishments, but I can feel successful from other things, like from experiencing things within life. And so I think I'm just in a very different place mentally in terms of my priorities in life in comparison to when we first started, where I was very focused on like work and constantly trying to do the next thing. And now I'm kind of like taking it more easy and trying to like, I don't know, absorb those smaller moments in life. I don't know if that makes sense. I definitely think that you needed that a a lot. I think you needed this year to really just kind of step back and be able to give time to yourself because you guys, like she's a workhorse. Like when I tell you this girl like doesn't stop, she for real, for real doesn't stop. Like it, she keeps going. And I think for me, like I... I always had like the emotional like up and down. So I would always kind of give myself the time when I needed it. And I feel like Michelle would just push through and she felt this need to kind of get it done. So it's been a really nice, it's been, it's been nice kind of seeing you really give more time to yourself this past, you know, few months. Yeah. And it's interesting because let's go back to you texting me last night. I think even just my response to that kind of um, is very telling. I think a year ago or when we started this podcast, if you had texted me and you're like, Hey, I'm feeling unproductive. Cause I've only done this. I probably would have been like, Oh, we'll try to do, you know, try to set a timer for 20 minutes and just get this stuff. Like yeah. I would have given you productivity tips. Whereas my response last night was literally like, it's okay to have days like that. It's okay to not be productive. You're human. You're not a machine. Like Mm-hmm. what you did get done is great. Like it's okay to take time. And I just feel like that's kind of very telling of like that transformation. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to ask you the next one. <laughs> I so, like the system we have going. Yeah, we've got a good system. What has been your favorite part of running teaching to the top? Oh, you skipped. Uh, you skipped. Did I skip one? Yeah. <gasps> oh. the, the technical next one is what is the most challenging part? All right, let's do that one then. Okay. <laughs> let, let, restart, restart, although you're not going to cut any of this out, which no, would be really funny for everyone to listen to. All right. So here's the real next question is what has been, I feel like a spoiler alert now, what has been the most challenging part of running teaching to the top? Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so we've reflected on the tech issues. That definitely has been challenging, but I wouldn't say it's been the most challenging. Honestly, what I think has been the most challenging has been 
adapting our podcast within a pandemic. Do you know what I mean? We had to completely shift like how we recorded. We had to learn how to do it all remotely. That was obviously challenging. But then also trying to figure out like it's really difficult to help people because that's what our whole goal is, right? Like our whole goal is to help teachers. Right. It's hard to do that and to give these tips on being productive when a flipping pandemic is happening in the world. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of feel like a fraud being like, well, just make your power list and have a schedule (laughs) when literally it's like the world is crumbling around you. I think that was very difficult to navigate because there was a side of us where we were struggling too, right? Like we were struggling at school. We were struggling with all of the changes and trying to adapt. That was all really hard on us. Meanwhile, we're coming on our podcast trying to give like tips, but ultimately I think it comes down to We are the type of people where rather than just complaining about something, we want to find a solution. We are very solution driven. And I think that's what our podcast tries to do. It's like we're taking all these problems that teachers complain about. It's like, okay, but what can we do about it? We can't control everything, but there are things within our control. And so I feel like we had hopefully a good balance of like, look, here are the realities, but also here's what we can do to make it better. I just feel like that was kind of a, a challenging road to try to navigate. Yeah. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts. <clears throat> yeah. I I mean, I completely agree. I do think that that was a really big challenge. And remember, we had to like flip it at like an, in an instant. Like we had all these podcasts recorded. Mm-hmm. We had like a month, right, of yeah. podcasts. We were like, oh my gosh, this is not relevant anymore. This is not relevant anymore. But we still wanted to put that content out there because we took our time and energy like of putting, creating yeah. it. And that's a lot. <laughs> so I think... I think we did our best when that was happening and uh, to really try to help as many people as possible while still making this relevant and something that when people go back and listen to, they can still implement a lot of these tips, yeah. you know, in the future-ish. So my thing, uh, what I thought was the most challenging part of running Teaching to the Top is being okay with not doing it all and allowing you to do stuff for us. And that's (laughs) a really big hard, that's a hard one for me because I felt as though I wasn't doing enough on my end. Like there were moments where I was like, oh my gosh, she's doing so much. I'm not helping and I'm not contributing enough to teaching to the top. I think it was a lot of my end feeling as though I wasn't contributing. Yeah. to our business in a way that you were contributing, like creating kind of that balance between us uh, and how much we give to helping with teaching to the top. So that was really hard. Um, I had to be, I had to learn to be okay with allowing you to just do stuff because you wanted to do stuff. And there were moments where I would be I would really get down on myself because it would be like Michelle would tell me, hey, I had time and I got this done. And it's not a knock on Michelle. The fact that she had time and she had the energy, she wanted to do it. She did it. She got it finished. She wasn't trying to come to me and say, you're not doing enough. She was just being a good friend saying I did it because it was done. But then I would turn around and I would say, well, (laughs) 
I'm not I'm not doing enough. I'm not stepping up to the plate. Like why am I like slacking? And I would really get down on myself. Yeah. Um and so I've had to learn to be okay with allowing other people you specifically to like help with that and not beat myself up about it. Yeah, and that was something I had to learn and grow within as well because I remember I've always been the type of person <laughs> where um, you know, the whole five love languages type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So there's like the ways that you receive love, but then also the ways that you show love. And mm-hmm. for me, like my ways of showing love, um, I am not a words of affirmation person. I'm very bad at like using my words to describe, like I'm not a mushy gushy person, but how I show love, um, I love gift giving for whatever reason. Like I, I love like picking something out for someone and putting the thought into it. Like that's great. I'm also an acts of service like person to show love. I, my way of showing love is like, I'm going to do this thing for you to make your life easier. And I remember, so for me, like that was me trying to show my love. And I remember Bridget sharing with me at one point, like basically opening up and being like, Hey, like I feel this when you do that. And it, I had to kind of reflect and go, Oh, like I, I can completely understand how she would feel that way. And so I had to kind of, shift as well and figure out you know what like I'm gonna let her do her thing yeah and even though I know she's really busy and I feel like it would make her life easier for me just to do it I'm gonna let her do it uh so that was that was hard for me as well because like letting go of things is is difficult uh especially when I feel like well if I just do it it'll make it easier for her yeah that was hard but and you're also very much the personality that like if if something is not done, like she likes to make sure it follows through and is done. So like as we're recording this right now, I'm going to give an example of our planners. So like we have separate responsibilities for the planners. So um, she does kind of all of like the creation. We designed it together, but she did a lot of the creation process. And then I do a lot of the links. I will put it up into the stores. I will build like the descriptions and all that other stuff. Um, And so like right now, there are no like links. There's certain pieces that are not done. And in my head, sometimes I think, oh, well, she's at home. She's probably sitting there thinking, but I could all, I could go ahead and get it done because <laughs> I know her personality. And she's like, but if I, I just want to make sure that it's already there and it's ready to go. And I don't have that right now because I'm, I'm still teaching, you know, I have kids and all that. And so like I have certain time frames that I'm going to do it. And so I told her when I was going to try to get it done. And so in the back of my mind, I'm like, this girl, she better not freaking tell me one day, hey, it's already posted up in the store. They're ready to go. And I'm be like, I'm going to be so mad at you. You just need to hold your horses. I know. I have learned like there's a time and a place to do it. Um, so no, I have not done anything with the links. I've not touched it. I know you're going to get done. It's fine. But I have yep. learned there are times where like I know Bridget needs help and she will not ask. She will not like put true. it on me. And I've realized I have to just do it. And it's kind of that like ask for forgiveness instead of permission. <laughs> there were a, um, a couple weeks ago, one of our meetings per month, we like create our Instagram posts. And sometimes like we don't get it all done in that session. And it's yeah. kind of like, all right, we'll just finish it on our own. And at this time, I know Bridget had a lot on her plate. And like she was telling me all the things she had going on. And so I chose to go ahead and just finish creating her set of the Instagram posts and then be like, hey, by the way, I did this. Um, Please forgive me. (laughs) And it was one of those things where I'm like, she probably was kind of mad at me for just doing it. 
But deep down, I knew that that's what she needed in yeah. that moment. Or at least yeah. I felt like that's what she yeah. needed. <laughs> so it's it, 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 that kind of dynamic, like that piece has, I think, been the most challenging because I yeah. think you and I are very much the type that we just want to do it all and we don't like relying on others. Yeah. To do things for us. Yeah. Um, so it's it, we have truly made it work for ourselves over these past hundred episodes. I mean, we've had our highs and lows and we've, you know, but we figured it out. I think that's, yeah. that's why we are such good friends. Yeah. So let's move on to a more brighter question. <laughs> so Bridget, are you going to spoil this one? What has been your favorite part then of running teaching to the top? Oh my gosh. T- doing it with you. By <laughs> far my favorite part of it. Yeah. By far my favorite part of it. I think... It is, it's so fun having somebody else to do this with and having somebody that you really just, is a jive? Can I say that? Can I yeah. say that? Is it making me old? Um, that you just like really connect with and that brings out the best in you and that makes it fun and exciting and just, you know, every time, I I will tell you this, Michelle, I don't think I've ever told you this, but <clears throat> Every time we go to podcast record, I dread it. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. It's so bad. I truly dread it, like, leading up to it. But I think it's kind of the same thing that when you and I talk about recording our YouTube videos, like, we have that feeling beforehand. And it's because we want to be perfect. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I do want to be perfect. And I know for a fact that speaking is not my best best area. (laughs) Uh, But... You know, when I, by the time I sit down and we open up Skype and we're going, I really enjoy it. At the end of it, I always leave so happy and rejuvenated. It's just working with you has just been the best. Like having somebody else to throw ideas out with and to, you know, help you when you need that help to help relieve that stress. It's just been great. Yeah. Prior to Bridget and I meeting, (laughs) I was very lonely. (laughs) say this so look I have always been the type of person like in high school I had like two best friends and then I had other like acquaintances but nothing like my two best friends so I've always been the type of person where I do not have a lot of friends but the friends that I do have like we're very very close and then I'll be honest like after high school when I went to college I didn't have that I lost touch with my friends from high school I didn't really make any new friends in college. Like I kind of made friends, but then I was never super close with them. Like I was one of their like 20 friends and I was trying to make them like my one friend and that just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so going into like the start of my teaching career, I didn't really have a best friend. I mean, I had Billy and that was it. I say that, that sounds awful. I mean, I was the same thing. Yes, (laughs) it's all right. And so I never really connected super close with anyone at my first school. And then when I moved schools, I did end up connecting much better with my coworkers at my new school, but it took a while, right? And so when Bridget and I met, and I remember being so flipping scared to meet her because we both had these YouTube channels and y'all, I was convinced, convinced that she hated me. Have oh, I, told I hate you this? no one. I know, but I thought because like Bridget had a YouTube channel before me. And so I thought when I came onto YouTube, I was like, she hates me. She hates me. 
Like, it is what it is. I was there, so stinking nervous to meet you. There was you. <laughs> never any hate. There may have been jealousy, but there was never any hate. Okay. Okay. Well, I was There was jealousy. <laughs> I will admit that. Yeah. I mean, jealousy is a very natural human thing. We're jealous with teachers next door. Yeah. Jealous of any anyone who comes in and does something really well, which you did, is there's it's okay to be jealous you but just like, can't allow jealousy to consume you to the I point where you know what I mean where I it just that. really interferes with friendships relationships and all the other things yeah because I still feel jealousy with people with channels even though like yeah. I'll look at someone who has like who's just started and I feel jealous and I'm like I have to reflect and be like, Michelle, look at what you've done. You've created like 400 flipping videos. Like, why are you jealous of someone else who's just start? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. It's a natural human thing. <laughs> but anyway, I was convinced she was going to hate me. But we ended up like hitting it off. And our friendship really has grown, right? Like, it wasn't an immediate thing. But over time, like, we became so much closer. And the feeling of comfort that I've gotten from that of like, I have a best friend and yep. you know, we're so much the same, but also so different at the same time. Like yes. it's a really good balance and we get each other and like, y'all, we literally call each other pretty much every day, every day, every, every once day. in a while. We're like, Hey, like I can't talk today because I have this I going on. But there otherwise, was a week there where we were so busy yeah. and I had all these flipping meetings and it was like, I'm sorry, I can't call. And she was like, I'm super busy too. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel bad. Yeah. But it and we crazy. literally make notes in our phone. So when we don't talk to each other, we will make a note and we'll have like, all right, here are the 10 things I need to talk to you about. Let's start with number one. And we like go yep. through it. <laughs> yep. But yep. being able to have that person who I can be 100% honest with her, 100% transparent. She will not judge me. She will give me advice. And like, honestly, I love the fact that Bridget is older and wiser than me because she, <laughs> stop it, stop You're so it. funny. Stop. <laughs> not. <laughs> anyway. Because she has so much more life experience. And especially as like, I'm transitioning to this new season of life where it's like, okay, I'm married for the first time. And all of these things, I feel like I can look up to Bridget, but not in a like mom type of way, but more so like an older sister kind of way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And like, she'll share her perspective of things and, you know, kind of offer like advice based on her experiences. And I find that like very helpful. And she's someone who's in the same line of work as me. And so she gets it, like all of the struggles, like we talk about it a little bit, but with YouTube and, and balancing everything, like she gets it to a point where I try to talk to Billy about certain things and he just doesn't get it. Yeah. You know, like we'll talk about like negative comments and Billy's like, well, just ignore them. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not as simple. Like This one comment is replayed in my head a hundred times. And I know I can talk to Bridget and she gets it. And having that person and being able to like run a business together is really cool. I love that, that we have cool. our own things, but then we also have like this baby together and yeah. it's just magical. <laughs> yeah. No, it is really, really cool. It is a cool experience to be able to work with your best friend. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. I think like, and I'm going to add just one more thing. And I know that it was hard because like when I was thinking of like my answer to this question, I felt like you are by far like the top, top part of it. But I think like coming in super close second, it I, I, it's just the impact that we have on so many people yeah. out there. I mean, like flipping Allison, like you literally <laughs> made me cry. Like I was really choking up towards the end of that because 
it it just means so much to hear that what we do, the time that we put into things, the energy that we like try to put into this and and what we try to like really give to everyone that it it, it does help. And it's so nice to hear that. Um, it, it's for me, I, my love language is I need words of affirmation yeah, <laughs> and yeah. things like this really, really get to me. And it, it's just so nice to know that there are people out there who get us, who understand us, who appreciate us. And, um, yeah, I just, it's yeah. great. Everybody's <laughs> great. You guys are all great. <laughs> Cause that's, what's interesting about content creation is, you know, right now we're sitting down recording four episodes that aren't going to go up for a month. And so it's this kind of weird, slight disconnect between like when you're making the content, you're by yourself. And then all of a sudden you're releasing it to the world. And, you know, it's not until you get those comments or those reviews or those messages or those emails of people saying like, hey, like I took this one little tip that you shared in this episode and it's made my life a lot easier. And I feel like that's what that's what like life in general is about, right? It's about connecting with others and being able to leave the world a better place than when you came into it. Like that's my ultimate goal in life, right? Like I want to make the world a better place. And so being able to do it through little connections like that, I feel like is very powerful and it's very motivational to keep doing it. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. Okay. So I'm going to ask the very last question is, um, where do you see us going? Like, oh. I mean, are we going to get married? I never watched that show, but I understand the concept. Anyway, so <laughs> what's funny is earlier in this episode, I started just kind of thinking in my head about this whole like, what is the end game? And it's like, are podcasts even still going to be relevant 10 years from now? Like, are we still going to be creating podcast episodes 10 years from now? And the truth is, like, I don't know. I love what we're doing, and I want to keep doing it as long as we have an audience for it, right? Right. It's hard because if you had asked me two years ago if I thought that we would be doing this right now, it's like I had no clue. And look at what came from it. And so I realized life oftentimes throws you curveballs, and it doesn't go the direction you think that it will. And oftentimes like that's for the best, right? Like the direction that we're going is so much better than anything I could have imagined initially. So I don't fully know, like I guess is my answer, but I'm excited to find out because I think what we've created based on just this little idea where we were like, hey, we should have a podcast uh, has been amazing just seeing that transformation. So I'm excited to see where we go. I want to keep making the planners. I want to keep sharing our experiences to be able to help other people. I definitely want to do more things in person, which, That's you know, where I was going to go. <laughs> COVID obviously has made that very challenging. I don't know if you all remember, but last March, we were supposed to have our first like in-person live event. We were so flipping excited. And then COVID hit and we had to cancel mm-hmm. it. And it was like heartbreaking. And as of right now, like we keep, Bridget and I constantly are like, yeah, we need to reschedule it. We need to reschedule it. There's just so much up in the air with like COVID and everything that it's like, I I don't, I don't know when it will be. I think maybe hopefully this next spring we can like do it and make it come to life. Um, But definitely doing more like in-person events because 
like we said, when we create the content, it's just us by ourselves. And like, yeah, we get little bits from you all with comments and reviews to be able to hear how it's impacted you. But I feel like being able to do that in person would be so much more powerful. Yeah. I mean, meeting meeting all of these teachers would be amazing. I mean, I feel like I've built so many relationships with so many different teachers out there. And it's like, I don't even know what your face looks like. Yeah. I don't know what you sound like. Like, all I know is just what we've kind of had as far as interactions just online and it's like I have so many friends that are out there that I just would love to meet in person um, and just kind of hang with so for me when I think about like where we go I agree I think it's hard to kind of say like you know we're going to be doing this in five years we're going to be doing this in 10 years I think I automatically went to wanting to do live events and wanting to do more of those live events um, or going into schools and being able to do this with schools and helping teachers. Holy moly, like teachers do not get enough of this type of stuff in schools. Like yeah. they don't prepare you. They don't prepare you for this. So I see us doing that. I would love for us to be able to do that. How? How that happens? I don't really know. Haven't figured that out yet. Uh, but if you have a school that really wants to know, give us a call. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> yeah, throw that please. in there. Um, but I would love to kind of see that. I would see us, you know, per, in a, on a personal level, I see us having like summer vacations together with our families. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Um, obviously going to Texas all the time to go and see you and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would love to continue doing what I'm doing because I enjoy it. Um, but you know, only time will tell on that and I think we can have those big ideas those big goals those big dreams and we can try to reach them and hopefully we get there yeah we were reflecting before we started recording we were like wait when did we start and we recorded our first batch of podcast episodes at the end of 2019 and kind of that realization of like holy crap we're coming up on two years of doing this and it's just it's amazing how like I'm even more excited now than when we first started. And to me, that means that we're doing the right thing. You yeah. Know? Like the passion sure. is still there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to outro us or do you want me to outro us? I'm going to have you outro. My <laughs> voice is about done after recording this episode. Like, okay. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but my voice is going in and out like crazy. I got you. So we would love for you to head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com. You can check out our planners and you also can submit your TSH, your time-sucking hurdle, and you will have the chance to be featured on a future episode. We would also love for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Y'all, it does not cost anything. I feel like sometimes there's this this misconception that like to subscribe, it means like you're paying because you think of like magazine subscriptions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, y'all, it's free. You just press the button and then you will get notified every time we drop a new episode, which is every Thursday, in case you didn't know. And if you could be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes, okay? Listen, that is words of affirmation for Bridget, her love language, and then also an act of service for me. So you can just kill two birds with one stone there and leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback on the podcast because it really does make a difference, as you heard in this episode. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.